What's going everyone? Welcome to What the EFL Podcast. My name's Ash. And my name's Sam. And as I'm sure you can tell, we're an EFL podcast from weekly roundups to results, as we'll be telling you our opinions as well as the odd statistic. All in all, we're here to be an off-the-cuff EFL podcast and we really hope that you enjoy our content. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of What The EFL Podcast. Hope you're all having a good weekend. Um, results were pretty good this week. Um, we're going to have a little bit of a different setup in today's episode. We're still going to do the Carabao Cup fixtures from the week as well as the weekend games. We're also going to add in something that both me and Sam have said on many occasions, never in a million fucking years would we do. Uh, we are going to talk about the Premier League. Uh, moving forward, it is going to be a once-a-month feature. Uh, a couple of bits of information I've heard from uh, a couple of people at work who are actual listeners and actually enjoy it. Oh, just as a note on that, Sam, one of the warehouse guys said, everything was fine and dandy until you mentioned you were a Charlton fan. After that point, he went, what the fuck? Yeah, what's going on? What's going on? I bet he supports Scunthorpe, doesn't he? I bet he's one of those. <laughs> no, he actually yeah. supports Man United. He's yeah, generally, how many games has he been to in the last like fifteen years? Probably zero. I don't know, mate. I'm yeah. not. I, I, I ain't. Mind, I ain't arguing. So, as you can tell, <laughs> as you can tell, you can hear mine and Sam's voice. You can also hear a distant voice. Um, it is our guest for today. Guest, introduce yourself. Yo, guys. Uh, it's Leechy. Uh, I do YouTube on the side, and uh, yeah, I'm appearing as the Premier League special today. Very special. special. I was going to say special, yeah. being the operative word. So, and up, Sam. Right, so we're going to get straight in with it, guys, and we're going to look at the results from the Carabao Cup. Majority of games, uh, you've got five. Oh, no, that's third round. After a good start here, guys, we're doing bits today. Majority of games played on Tuesday, a few on Wednesday, and then I think about three on Thursday. So, who wants, who wants to start with this? Hang on. Yeah, I'll start. I'll go for it. Right, so the first result was Middlesbrough nil, Barnsley 2. I mean, on face value, that's a terrible result for Middlesbrough, Barnsley being an absolutely woeful football club. But um, one would assume that Middlesbrough put out a second team as such. Uh, And like many clubs that you can see in this round of fixtures, haven't really tried because no one really cares. Uh, Yeah, so... Yeah, pretty much it. Uh, Second result on my list is uh, a rather fruitful one for the podcast. Gillingham uh, won, Coventry won, with Gillingham uh, winning 5-4 on penalties. Don't uh, fucking do it. Don't you dare. I just thought I'd get in the early laugh because obviously we come to quite a demise later on. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, I am going to say this now. I don't care what anyone pissing says. That was not a penalty. I don't give a flying yeah. fuck. It was not a penalty. I think you're probably the only one up and down the country that actually watched that game. So, yeah. To be honest, I didn't actually watch it. It was on the radio at work. <laughs> it, was, it was on the radio at work, mate. The ironic thing was, uh, for all of that, I didn't even know that Maxi Biamu had scored the goal for Cobb. One minute they were saying nil-nil, heard a load of muffling and duffling, and next thing you know, all you hear is the commentator going, that's Gillingham nil, Coventry City 1. I was like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. Yeah. I bet it was tall sport, wasn't it? Uh, no, uh, BBC CWR, so which is Common Warwickshire Radio. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, anyway, better. next result, Bastard. bit sour. Uh, 
Millwall three, Cheltenham one. Uh, yeah, who cares? Let's just move on. Um, next result that I would say is a shock, but after seeing the results in the league this weekend, is Luton one, Reading nil. And actually, as, as you're going to see later, uh, Luton are, <laughs> are two from two at the moment, three from three if you include this game. So, yeah, yeah well, four not too much of a shock, but. Well, realistically, if you look at it another way, they're actually four from four. If you if you want to if you want to get technical from that because we're in the that was the second round, the second round we're talking about now. Oh, you yeah. don't include yeah. the first round. So really, at the yeah, minute, yeah. Luton are four from four, which is a better result than Manchester <laughs> United or Liverpool. That's a different kettle of fish for a different yeah. day. Yeah, true. Uh, next result, Derby one, Preston two. That's not really a big talking point. Both good championship teams, so it's a good one either way, really. Um, the next result that scares me because we have this team away next weekend is Lincoln 5, Bradford 0. Um, I'm not really surprised at that. Quite a decent League 2 team. I'm not surprised. I'm just scared for the fact that a football team can score five goals. And the last time we scored five goals, probably about 2016. So, yeah. Realistically for us, it isn't that long ago for scoring five goals. It was uh, 20, 2019 against Sunderland. You know, Got to get that Netflix plug in there. <laughs> If, if nothing else, if that's the only yeah. claim to fame cover going to be having, is on an episode of Sunderland Until I Die, mate, I'll take that. Yeah, I think we took that documentary, though, didn't we? Yeah. We started it, and then we must definitely... Yeah, uh, yeah, but look where you are now. You know, let's, let's, let's not, uh, let's yeah, not you change it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Fleetwood 2, Port Vale 1 uh, was the next result. Not heard of either of them before, so what's going on? Uh, no, you have heard of Fleetwood, mate. They were in the fucking <laughs> playoffs last season. I've, I've heard of both of them, but realistically, they're both. Oh, I don't really care. You know, no, League Two well. clash, Newport one, Cambridge United nil. Not really a lot to be said about that, yeah. realistically. Uh, Oxford, if Oxford. Seems like a dead game. It, it, be... it seemed like a pretty boring game. Yeah, I mean, so if you look, the goal only coming in the 80th minute, it seems. Uh, yeah. Then, that but, is league football for you there, Louis. But if you have a look, if you have a look down yeah. the list, a lot of it is it's, it's not really a great mm-hmm. standout game for me. Re- I'm it's being realistic. <laughs> no, but sometimes yeah. you do get that where you look at a game and you go, "Fucking hell, that was a brilliant game." Regardless of the fact it's a tin pot yeah. goal. I mean, it is only the second round, so you can't yeah. you can't really say, "Oh, let's get excited." No, you, you know, keep your dick in your pocket and don't worry about it. Um, yeah, so Oxford United, Watford, yeah, 1-1, one, one. Uh, Watford winning 3-0 on penalties, I'm not really surprised about that. If I'm... It's what you'd expect, isn't it? Yeah, realistically. It seems very poor. Yeah. It seems very poor from Watford, though, considering Oxford are, obviously, there's only two games where they're bottom of League One, and yeah. Watford are championship, and they only managed to scrape a goal in like the 89th minute. And then win three 0 on penalties. It seems like a very poor result from Watford. You know? It is, but what you think is, like you said, a lot of these clubs that have been relegated from the Prem aren't really going to be. Like I said, they're not really going to care. They're just going to want to focus on the league yeah. and prepare really realistically for the FA Cup. That you know, any football oh, yeah, fan. Yeah, but for Watford, I, I agree. 89th minute to score a goal. Uh, I don't think they were going to be massively. I don't think they really cared. To be honest, if you look, like I said, if it's you look one of those results, where you send everyone forward, and if you concede, then you concede. If you score, then you score. It's not yeah, right. exactly. It's not. It's not an end. I mean, with the next game, it's not really all she wrote. You know, it's kind of a bore, really. Newcastle just scraping a goal against Blackburn. It was just one nil, wasn't? Yeah. 
wasn't anything fancy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now on to the next one. A uh, bit of a bit of a. To be fair, like you're going to take the piss here, but I watched it. I watched it from beginning to end, and it was that should have been about five all. Uh, the the difference for me is the fact that West Ham have Premier League quality strikers that could put three goals past our keeper, who had an outstanding game. Like it may not seem like it having three goals scored against us, but we also had about 25 shots taken out. So, so for me, that ratio is good, and I stand by what I've said the past few weeks and what I will say about our result yesterday. We are very much in lack of a league quality striker. So, yeah, that, that result didn't surprise me, really. And like the manager said at the end, we played a very, very good 90 minutes against them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm actually quite pleased with the result. And I think, I think that's, I agree in the point of with Charlton. You're not, you're not a bad team. You are a very good team. It's just, you, you do try. It's just those chances that other teams take that just tend to get it. You know, I... I mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it's too early. The problem is, it's too early to call in the season. You know what I mean? It's too early for people to go. Oh well, this, that, and the other. No, it don't. Yeah, they probably just got a bit unlucky with the opponent as well, coming up against a Premier League side in League One. Yeah. So if they had come up against like Cambridge United or Leighton Orient, they'd yeah. probably stood more of a chance. But West Ham, I mean, a lot of our fans. <clears throat> I completely agree and a lot of our fans were quite angry because it's the first good cup draw we've had in about 15 years and we couldn't even go to it. So. Yeah. Well, I suppose yeah. that's, unfortunately, that's the beauty of COVID, isn't it? Just takes takes people mm-hmm. away, stops people like us from going to see football matches. Until last weekend, come on. Well, you mean until Get yesterday? Back. Anyway. You mean yesterday? Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. So, on to the next ball. Um, Bournemouth. Palace. But surprisingly, Bournemouth winning on penalties, but it was the score that got me. 11-10. 11-10. Yeah. That was yeah. a great penalty yeah. to watch. And I mean, to be fair, like in the first round, you had Harrogate winning 8-7. Bit of, bit of a switch of form. Mm, from yeah, the but next to be fair, both, both the goalkeepers missed their penalties as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, so Bournemouth... Uh, Winning, knocking out Palace. I don't think Palace are going to be too bothered about that. They'll want to focus on the league, probably try and get to Europe. Yeah. So. Especially after yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. After yesterday. Agreed. Agreed. Massive result for them and for the whole league. To be fair. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So next on this, I'm quite pissed off at this because when I was getting the, when I was being told the, the uh, results at the time, I was very fucking happy. Aston Villa winning three fucking one against Burton. And Burton, Villa came Wales from, no, but it's the fact Villa came from behind. Yeah, that's that's where I get annoyed. That's where I get annoyed with it. It's the fact that Burton were winning, and then Villa just decided, yeah, we'll turn up to the party. No, you fuck off. Stay away from the party. So yeah, so Are Villa playing like, tomorrow or today? Uh, Villa playing today. They play tomorrow, tomorrow again, Sheffield. Tomorrow against Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. right. That'll be a that'll be a good game because I don't think Sheffield will get into that, but I don't think Sheffield will do it as well as they did last year. No, no, agreed, agreed. I think they'll be mid to lower table. The only game I want to see yeah, today, second season syndrome. Oh yeah, I tell you, the game would have been good if the fixture, the uh, the uh, transfer had gone through a lot better. Would be the game today at twelve o'clock. Southampton versus Spurs. 
fucking hell. Could you imagine yes. Bale? Could you yes. imagine if Bale... They could still stick him on the bench. No, I don't... No, they? I no, think, yeah, no. literally just give him a 10-minute run out at the end. Like, why yeah, but it's... They've, no, they it's still not even have... that. It's the fact that the transfer didn't go through on time. No. And so it's not... there's a certain deadline... Yeah. That uh, you have to sign players by it, and then if it's not by that, they can't be included mm-hmm. in the squad. They'll be, he'll be included next week, same yeah, with uh, Regulon. Yeah, but, uh, but it's yeah. not just that. They've also got to make sure. I mean, at the minute, as it stands, they haven't actually. They are actually allowed to come. They are actually allowed to be in the country and not quarantine, because that was the, that was the yes. worry that they'd have to quarantine for five days. But what I heard well, is it's because they're in Spain. Well, it's because they're in like the elite players bubble. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, that's that's something that makes no sense, really. It's just you go into a different country with yeah. a load of different players, different matches, but you don't have to quarantine. And no, Spain has a lot higher um, yeah. cases than. But yeah, we won't get too political. No, we're not. We're not. Well, we do get political in the football sense, but not in the not in the real sense. So oh it's, yeah, it's a load of shit, mate. And going no. from Gareth Bale to uh, Morecambe Town. Be an older athletic one 0 That was a great result for Morecambe Town. Yeah. I like how he said. I like how he uh, said that, but completely missed out the fact that Lorien, Leighton Orient beat Plymouth three two. They're at the oh, bottom yeah. of the list for me. So what's going on? Is that a cracker in your hand I'm again? I'm in my order. No, it's, oh. it's just something to fiddle with. That sounds terrible. Well, hey, uh, Oi, yeah. can you do that off camera? Morecambe beat Oldham one nil. Yeah, Morecambe beat Oldham one nil and. Yeah, Sheffield, great Sheffield. result for Morecambe getting oh, yeah. on to the next round of the cup. Oh, yeah. Well, Sheffield Wednesday, yeah. finishing off Tuesdays. Sheffield Wednesday beating Rochdale 2-0. I can't really, can't really complain about that. Yeah. Obviously, that, that 12 point. But also, I know you've already brushed through it, but Leighton Orient beating Plymouth 3-2 is a massive result for them. Oh, yeah, for Leighton Orient, well, yeah. Like, well, yeah, it's a massive. Yeah, it seemed like a really close game. To be fair, Plymouth going two to up, and then Leighton Orient yeah. winning three two. And yeah. Plymouth are smashing it so far in the league. So, yeah, yeah. Five base would be unhappy. Yeah. Oh, Yaya Touré. Oh yeah, the Orient. The Orient are wanting <laughs> yeah. Yaya Touré now. They're, they're going to buy him. Where they're going to get the fucking money from? Nobody knows, but they're going to get him. Yeah, yeah. 100%. to be fair, they'll probably buy Ayo Torre before United buy Sancho. So oh, that's never going to happen. <laughs> they were going to buy uh, Bale. No, of course it's not. Yeah, but they wanted to buy Regulon as well. But they're just, yeah, just that's stubborn. true. So they want to buy everyone. We'll have, we'll have the buyback clause. Uh, Spurs just said, "Yeah, we'll put the buyback clause in." Yeah. But, uh, I've seen Man United fans saying they want to be a feeder to Real Madrid. Yeah. So like, they're all just gonna. Just makes no sense. Bale's a quality player. Regulon's a quality player. Just I am glad that Deli Ali wasn't part of a swap deal. To yeah, Madrid. I was going to say yeah. I did. I yeah, did yeah. hear that deal. I that, did hear that attack. That attack would be menacing. Bale, Kane, Son, Ali. Jesus. And Mora on the bench. <laughs> oh yeah, more on the bench. He wouldn't. No, but I, like, I think Lucas Moro's definitely earned his place in that squad and I think yeah Mourinho's going to have to definitely. do the change around to, to fit Bale in there but I'm, I'm yeah. I think I'm on episode 5 of the uh, series that Amazon have done with Spurs I've finished that already it's a I've, good series it's pretty good I've got up to, I think the episode is it's just with a point where they're talking about signing uh, they've just sold uh, Ericsson 
to Inter. Danny Rose oh, has yeah. gone to Newcastle and they've just bought a thingy from PSV. Stephen something. Yeah, that's yeah. all. Oh, look at Sam getting technical. So, anyway, we're diverging, guys. We're diverging. Right, Wednesday. Uh, yeah, you've sorry. got... That's all right. We're allowed to talk. Six games on it's Wednesday. It's all about the Premier League this week. What's going on? Yeah, I know. So, yeah, six games. The only one... There is a shocker one in there for me, but... Well, there's two shockers, actually. But other than that, it's all thing. West Brom beating Harrogate Town 3-0. Um, I don't think Harrogate Town are going to be too disappointed with that, considering the fact they're in League 2. Right. Their fixtures recently haven't have actually been quite well. Um, I don't think they're going to be massively disappointed about that. Um, Ipswich Town losing 1-0 to Fulham. So, at least it's not one Premier League casualty. Um, yeah. Bristol City, uh, obviously we lost 2-1 against some of the opening weekend. Um, cruising past Northampton Town 4-0. I think the prediction that me and, made, me and Sam made earlier in the season about where Northampton are going to finish, I think... Unfortunately, that is going you to come. say that, but but I wouldn't be so sure. Uh, they're currently um, currently seventh, four points from six. So it's the second game of the season. Bad mate. turnover. Yeah, we've only got three from six. So what's going on? Yeah. Oh, we got four. We got six from six. So I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, don't take the piss. I'm the biggest out there that I'm an Arsenal fan. Oh god. Yeah, so, everyone, yeah, so was <laughs> so was Sam yeah. up until 2011. Let's let's not let's not turn it into something. 2011. Else. I said up to 2011. No, when you went. 2006. Oh, it doesn't matter. Just Jesus <laughs> Christ. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyway, first shot. The probably big one. shock, isn't it? Yeah, that's probably what I'm saying. The biggest shock. Yeah, Leeds yeah. United, Hull City. I think, if I remember rightly, didn't Hull City get it in the dying minutes? If I if I heard rightly, I could have heard wrongly. No, nah, Le- Leeds United got it in the ninety third minute. That was it. Hull yeah, scored in the fifth. Yeah, Hull scored in the fifth, and then Hull went on to win nine eight on penalties. So it's not so, bad. It's a pretty, yeah, it's very poor from Leeds to be fair. Yeah, very poor. Even but, though it is the Carabao Cup, they should because they. I think they had. Uh, Quite strong team out. Like, probably, yeah. they didn't probably have as many first team players because they were coming up against Fulham. Uh, but still, nine eight on pens to hold. Not the worst result, but not the best. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah. No, like I said, it's. I think for for them, it's sixteen years since they've been in the prem. They're not going to be bothered about yeah. the cup, regardless. I don't think it's a good result for them. Having said that, it's just one of them. Uh, you can't. Uh, what, what can you do, really? Yeah, it'd be the next one. I'd say is more of a shock than not really. Previous one. I slightly disagree. Only reason I disagree, and it's it's no disrespect to Southampton. Southampton aren't that great. They're a meh team. They've got a couple of players that help them, but I think if you take them players out. Mm. Would that be a surprising result? No. I, t- I talk about him a lot, and I talked about him in the prediction, yeah. Danny Ings. Th- that, that's it. That's it. That's it for me. Danny Ings helps that Southampton yeah. team. If he's not in it, you know, I don't think the thing. I mean, I, to be yeah. honest, this is how much I didn't really pay attention to the game. Was Danny Ings even in that match? I, I generally don't know. Let me have a look. Yeah, he is. He was. Yeah, oh, well, there yeah, you go. So, yeah. 
So and I mean, it, and I mean, a lot of people, including myself, would say that Southampton were bad enough to get relegated last year, and Brentford were by far the best team in the league last year. In the yeah, so. agreed. I mean, and was it be, Southampton? Southampton didn't get relegated. No, I know that's what no. I'm saying. They they were they played bad enough to though without Danny Ings. Oh, okay. This, right, this is what this is what we're saying. Yeah. If Danny Ings, it, it goes back to the point of like I I said it about Villa with Jack Grealish. If they didn't have Grealish in that squad, I mean, luckily enough. Unfortunately, uh, Man United weren't able to grab him, and then he went and signed a three-year deal extension with uh, Villa. So oh. he's with them. He's with them for another three years, I think, three or five, one or the other. Um, I, I, to be honest, I think if Grealish wasn't in that Villa squad, they'd struggle. But yeah, you can't really. We we sit there and talk about it, but we can't actually physically say if you don't have that player in that squad, you know, you're going to suffer because we could say that and. Say Grealish picks up an injury that puts him out for half the season, and Villa still they could even, yeah they could they could do bits, they could do but they'd then be in a position where they'd actually have to make a signing, a marquee signing to replace him. Like all the time that they have the Danny Ings and Jack Grealish, they could sit there and not spend their money. But yeah. as soon as that that player gets injured or leaves, they are then going to have to reach into their pockets and say, you know what, if we don't make a signing, then that could be the end of our season. Yeah, exactly. To be fair. To be fair to Villa, they have gone out and signed some very good players. Yeah, exactly. They signed our goalkeeper, Emmy Martinez, for £20 million, And then they've gone and signed Bertrand Traore from Olympic Lyon, uh, who seems like a very good uh, winger. So, to be fair, they are investing... Ollie Watkins and uh, Matty Cash as well. Yeah, yeah, Matty Cash. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, I do feel sorry for Brentford on that slight point. We are, we will crack, carry on with the results, but on on that point, like I said, I think for the sort of business that Brentford have done in the transfer, I don't think it was a smart move. They basically bought Ivan Tony from Peterborough. To, so what? Basically, you bought in Tony to replace Ollie Watkins. Sorry, that don't make sense in my book. If That's, Ivan Tony was any good, he would have broken through about three years. Exactly. He wouldn't be still in League One with Peterborough. He would have been somewhere, say, I don't know, like Burnley or, you know, a mid, mid-range mid Premier League team. So, you know, like yeah. Burnley, Everton, um, me, even Wolves. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Wolves. West Ham. Yeah, West Ham. Yeah, speaking of Wolves, they've just uh, accepted, was it 45 million for uh, Haida? Yeah. Has he gone to Man United, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh no, Liverpool. Sorry, Liverpool. Uh, my, Liverpool. My God, Liverpool have put some cash in this season. Who they just got? They've got Thiago. Um, they bought Huerta from Portugal. Yeah, they got that uh, left back from uh, yeah. But they always make that one signing in the transfer market that's literally irrelevant. Like Minamino last year, like yeah. realistically, what's the point? Yeah, that was that is probably the worst signing they've made in a while. That and Naby Keita because. Uh, Minamino doesn't play in cup games, so... Navicator isn't yeah. a bad player. I think there was too much hype built over him as to where he came from, because he came from RB Leipz- oh, yeah. uh, Leipzig. So I think there was the hype on, on that for him, because obviously, I mean, look at look at who Chelsea have signed, uh, Timo Werner, you know, came from Leipzig. Yeah. You know, so I think the expectation is there. I, I don't know. It's the problem is it's too early in the season to make any calls or any sort of thing like that. You know, you've just got to trust what who the club are buying and why they're buying them, and then just yeah, you know, yeah. Like me and Sam spoke on a previous podcast. I got a bit excited when we signed uh, Tyler Walker 
from Forest. Now, bearing in mind, yes, it's League One, but if memory serves right, Tyler Walker was top goal scorer for League One. I, I, I probably, I think I'm wrong, but I, I know he was either joint top or he was solely top. And then you had Ian Henderson, a couple of others, and Matty Garden for us. He was in the mix. Yes, it's League One. It's not as good as the Prem, but it is competitive in the sense of who's in there now. Hull City, Ipswich, Sunderland, Charlton. These four teams are not League One clubs. They are mid mid to top end championship clubs. So I think for me that the best I think the best league at the minute as this stands with clubs in the in the in the leagues is League One. I stand by that. Not Couldn't yeah. agree with you more. Not not the yeah. premiership, not the championship, League nah. One straight up all day long. I can't I think there's too much money in the Premier League. Agreed. 100% agree. Well too much. You look at the Premier League. League and the Championship and this happened last year and I expect it once again to happen this year, right? You have a top half of the table and you've got a bottom half of the table that are divided at Christmas by anywhere up to 10 points. Yeah. That takes yeah. out the complete competition of the league, 100%, yeah. because, because the teams in the top half know that they're going to finish either in an all-right place or in the playoffs. And, and the same goes for the bottom teams in the yeah. relegation. League One, every single year, goes down to the wire. Obviously, you didn't last oh, yeah. because you didn't get to finish it. But every single year... You could be bottom of the table at Christmas and come top of the table by the end. And, and yeah. to me, with the teams in the league this year, that's that's going to be a massive pivotal point as to Cause with, how, with the, how entertaining the league is going to be. Yeah, because with the championship last year, there was, what, seven teams in the relegation battle on the final day? It was yeah. ridiculous. And then obviously Wigan unluckily went down because of the points deduction. And then so Sheffield on went, the final day, yeah. we ranged throughout a 90 minutes of being 23rd all the way up to 17th and ended up yeah. in I remember you you were watching the game and it was like because we're going to have the points deduction yet to get a certain amount of goals and win or if you drew and this there's there loads of like clauses to how you could survive and whatnot and then there's just a lot of luck, uh, luck probably involved with it as well for many other teams but yeah, I, think... I just think who's saturated with money like the top six will always be the richest and the bottom three will probably always be the poorest. And it's just who can invest the money the best because even though Villa invested like a hundred million and Fulham uh, invested a hundred million, they still went down. So it's, it's all about investment and where you can get the quality players from. But in a, in a hindsight on a, on a, on another level or on another point, there is one club that does float in and out of the top six in the Premier League and they're not the richest club. And that has to be Leicester City. Let's let's not mm. let's not try and change it for what yeah. it is. In. I know what you're going to say, Sam. I, I understand what you're going to say. Yes, they've put a bit of money in, but you look at you no, compare that's not what I was going to say. Go on. To me, they are what you call a typical <clears throat> dressing room football club. To me, they don't have the players to be sat there. They don't have the history to be sat there. You know, as much as it sounds silly, they don't have the stadium to be sat there. But there's clearly something going in within the training ground, within the dressing room, and so therefore a dressing room football club that means that in the last five years, they have absolutely shit out. Because yeah. there has to be something within. Because as much as Jamie Vardy is a great striker, once again, take Jamie Vardy out, would you consider Leicester as a Southampton? As a, no. You know, as no. A, would you not? No, because... because... To me, I would. 
if you were to take out Vardy, Madison, and I'm going to throw him out there as a thingy choice, Chowdhury, because he is That's a good... Yeah, Schme- and Schmeichel, yeah. If you take those four players out, yes, Leicester City are a Southampton. If you were to take Vardy out, it, it wouldn't be a problem. I mean, Leicester aren't doing too badly. Maddis is on the is. I think Maddis is injured. Uh, oh, he might, no, he did play. Yeah. He did play. I do apologise. But if you take all four players out at the same time, yes, they're a Southampton. If you take different players out at different times, no, they're fine. Mm. But. Looking at time, we're diverging, but it's great. I love it. It's, it's actually nice to actually have a breath of fresh air on certain things. So, just finishing off Wednesday's fixtures, uh, Everton beating Salford City 3 0. Not really much I can say about that. Uh, nice to see uh, James Rodriguez actually play, look happy. Yes. Did, to be honest, he looked, I'm not going to say this in a, in a in brutal way, he looked fucking miserable. He did. He looked, he looked yes. miserable because he was just being pulled from pillar to post. And I think that's the case now. Like, Hamid Regres went to Madrid. Philip uh, Coutinho went to Barcelona. Never really got much playing time, but he's doing bits at Bayern Munich. You know, I, I don't yes, know if it ever came yes. thing. Like, you heard the rumour he was supposed to be going to Arsenal. And since then, I've, I've heard nothing. It's just gone dead no. quiet. I think he's staying at Barcelona. But I think Ever uh, Ancelotti must love uh, James Rodriguez because this is the third time he's signed him for three different clubs. Yeah, he signed exactly. him for Madrid, then loaned him to Bayern and then signed him for Everton. Because he yeah. he's a quality player. He even proved that uh, yesterday in yeah. the uh, 5-2 win against West Brom. He, he scored a goal. I I am very wary of Everton because of the signings they've made. Alan, yeah. Rodriguez, and even Calvert-Lewin up front is just a Decora goal is a great holding midfielder as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, their I think... defence is very solid. I, uh, midfield, sorry. Their midfield is very solid. I think with the signing of uh, Hammers now, I think, and Alan... I, I'm going to go on a different prediction from earlier. I think they're going to be pushing for Europe. I don't think it's Champions League. I think at minimum it will be qualifying round of Europa. I think Ancelotti, yes, yeah. with the knowledge he's got from Madrid, from Bayern, from Napoli as well, because don't forget he was also at Napoli as well. Um, yeah. I think he's got that mentality and that tactical mind to do um, to take Everton... Somewhere where that is, I don't know, but I think this is a bold statement after what we actually predicted. And a lot of Everton fans might feel this is harsh, but I would actually say that it's an underachievement if if he doesn't achieve a top seven, top eight place this year. Yeah, agreed, especially with the signs. Yeah, definitely. I think anything, anything above eight, eighth, I think a lot of Everton fans will be happy. Uh, I I can honestly Mm. say that. But like especially after last year, obviously finishes low as yeah. they have ever. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, three games for the Carabao, and then we'll move on to the league. Uh, Burnley won one all against Sheffield United. Burnley winning five four on pens. Not really a uh, problem with that. Like I said, two mid mid range Premier League clubs. Uh, Wolves surprisingly losing to Stoke City. Now that would have been a that would have been nice if uh, we'd beat Gillingham. Uh, nice replay of uh, the third round, the FA Cup, a couple of years ago when we beat them at the Rico before we had to move over to <laughs> fucking St. Andrews. Sorry, guys, I will get bitter about that. Everyone, everyone knows. And last but by no means least, Brighton stomping a 4 0 win against Pompey. Um, Give I think. Me confidence. Huh? Give me confidence. Uh, what, for Portsmouth? 
what? But it's a Premier League team. You know, I was going to turn around and say... Yeah, they lost 3-0 to a Premier League team. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to say they've just signed, they, they signed uh, Lalana in the off-season, but he went off injured, didn't he? After just under yeah. 45, I think, if I heard. So, yeah. So, that's your Carabao Cup info, guys. I'm not going through the third round. We're already gone massively over as it is, and I ain't got the time of the freaking patience for it today. I mean, what I was going to say is, for the four leagues, maybe not the Prem, we just pick out results that maybe have got an interesting talking point because there's a lot of results to go through and yeah. the conversation is, is on a different level today. So, yeah, you know, yeah. there are the few games that, that finish nil-nil and we're like, yeah, that's a boring game, move on. So, like, yeah. yeah, pick out a game each that we feel is interesting for the weekend. I mean, well, we can talk about Coventry's game if you want. Yeah, well, we'll definitely. start, yeah. I'll watch that, what a cracker. I know, yeah. I... I mean, we'll get onto that in a minute. We'll start at the bottom. I'm having a quick look at the League Two stuff. The games that stick out for me are Colchester Bolton. Uh, I have to put Forest Green in because everybody knows they are my little man crush team. Yeah. Uh, Forest Green, Bradford, uh, Salford, Grimsby, Harrogate, and Warsaw. Realistically, oh, uh, Morecambe, Cambridge. So Bolton aren't having a great time in League Two, realistically. I think this is their no. second defeat now. Um, Colchester winning away 2-0 yeah. um, I, I do I, I have to admit I do feel sorry for Bolton you know going back to the old days of JJ Okocha and you know players like that you know the, the Premier League style the way they played and then like I said we talk about money just money problems you know obviously it's affected Wigan for Christ's sake it's affected even Coventry you know to watch your team go down oh and Charlton sorry Sam do apologise <laughs> You know, to to think how Bolton survived, how they did last season, considering what they had, I think they did okay. I think they did really well. It was just a shame they were they were caught short. I mean, obviously, like I said, they lost two nil on that one. Um, Forest Green uh, picked up a draw against Bradford City. Um, that's not a bad result, really, for either team. Um, I don't I don't know why I like Forest Green Rovers. There's nothing so. special about them. Go on, Lou. I would say it's a bad result for Bradford, considering they lost two players to red cards uh, yeah. in that game, and then and then they were winning, and then they conceded in the ninety sixth minute. So I would say Forest Green did did pip that a little bit. So they got lucky, but Bradford definitely it's not a good result for them. I would no. have said, but no, I mean, like I said, it seems yeah. it seems to be the uh, the the thing at the minute. It seems to be late, 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 late goals. Like we're talking injury time goals. Mm. That a lot of teams are scoring and conceding, and it, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the long layoff that the lower leagues have had, because you've got to think for even so for the three championship leaky, leaky defenses. Yeah, but you've yes. got to, you've also got to look at it in the fact. I know it's not an excuse, and I stand by that. A lot of these clubs, and even Carve, Rotherham, and Wickham, we've not played football in six months. Let's be realistic now. We haven't played football since the 14th of March. So a lot of the time it is going to be, you can train, you can have intra-squad friendlies, you can do whatever you want. That ain't going to make a difference because each player knows their teammate. You know who's going to play what and how they're going to do it. When it comes to game day, you don't know what that team's like. Yeah, you might have played them several times in the past four years. Ain't going to make a difference. Every time is going to be different. No two thing is going to, no two games are going to be the same. So yeah. I think I agree with Louis. I think for Bradford, it's a it's a game to lose. It was their game to lose, and they lost it. 
I'm glad Forest Green got a point. Whether it changes in the, across the season, I don't know. Whereas yeah. with Salford City, 4-0 win against Grimsby, clearly uh, Gary Neville's yeah. pockets are, uh, are doing bits for him again. You know, it's nice to see that players of high profile of that have put something into a club that, let's not forget, five years ago, we're in the near the bottom pyramids of English football. They were pretty much mm. non-league and they're now in League Two. Yes, their first game in the in the trophy, they were basically they basically lost 6-0 to their feeder club, which is Man United. You know, let's not be honest. You look at a lot of Salford City players have come from Manchester's Academy or under 23s or under 18s or just expired players. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a bad result. I think it's a very good result for Salford. Do I think it's going to help them to be promoted this season? No. I, I still don't think I still don't think they're ready. I think it's going to be a very good few years for them. Having said that, yeah. Harrogate Town, that's not a bad result for them. I think any result that Harrogate Town that isn't a loss, I think is going to be a good result for them. It's not a good as result as it was last week. Warsaw getting someone sent off. Yeah, uh, so. that's that's just a common occurrence for Warsaw. They were like it in the old days. It's it doesn't really change now. I, I want to say I'm surprised, but I'm not. But like I said, the four 0 win against Southend, you know, that was a brilliant result. And then to get a nice, to get a draw, I still think Harrogate Town. I can't remember if I put Harrogate to be relegated. I think with these results, if they play these good no, results, I'm sure we put Barrow relegated, didn't we? I don't know. I'll have to go back at the old sheet another time. But I think I think we put Harrogate. I don't know if we put Harrogate or Barrow to get relegated, but either way, I think they did well. I mean, Ket Morecambe, obviously, you said it was a good result for him in the Carabao Cup, obviously. A good dream can then suddenly become crashing back down, losing 5-0 away at <laughs> home to Cambridge United. You know, it's... Yeah. If you see the pattern, I've noticed this a lot. There's a lot of high-scoring games in the lower leagues. And it's good to see. It's nice to see. It's just a shame you can't see it higher up, you know, in the Championship and the Prem. Yes. It's a shame, really, because I think stuff like that, that's that's worth talking about. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, Man United win, Chelsea win, Liverpool win, Arsenal win, Man City win. And it's no disrespect to those clubs. I turn around and say to them, I don't really give a shit. And you say, oh, did you see the uh, thingy result? The, like the Morecambe-Cambridge uh, Morecambe result. Oh, no, what was the result? Cambridge won 5-0. And it gets people talking. You think, fucking hell, that much for, just a, for a League 2 club? Neither of them are good than the other, realistically. I mean, I can't see any other results on here thing. I mean, if you guys can see anything, then I'm all ears to talk about it. But I think for me, they are the standard. just for me, really quickly. Go on. Obviously, oh, I mean, I've got a place in my heart for both of these teams. But regardless of that, two promotion hopefuls, Tramier and Southend. I mean, Southend losing 2-0 to Carlisle, Tramier yeah. losing... 3-0 Cheltenham to me is absolutely ridiculous I mean we put Harrogate at the bottom and they're currently third yeah. and then you look at the likes of Southend who have played two games conceded six goals yeah. and haven't scored one and Tramier who have only got a point out of six conceded three goals and not scored any themselves so yeah. even looking at the Southend game that was just uh, it was something out of a I don't know what the South Bend players were doing. I don't know if it was this game or last game, but the miscommunication between the defenders and the goalkeeper, and then the guy just slots it in the back of the net. It was just ridiculous to watch. But yeah, to, to me, I mean, it was heartbreaking as well. Because uh, yeah, 
I mean, looking at They're the quite local, but... yeah, exactly. I mean, you look at if you look at it from another sense of to me, it's very much a, a Sunderland sort of scenario in the sense of they've got relegated down, they, you know, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're pipped to go back up. And they're just leaking goals and losing matches here or there. And I, I think if they're not careful, they're going to end up, it's going to be a talky United story all again. You know, and I don't think anybody wants that. You know, mm-hmm. South End are a staple in the EFL, in the Football League. Where in the Football League, we don't know. But, you know, in Whit League, it doesn't really matter. As long as they're in one of the, one of the three divisions, nobody really cares. You know, it's when it's results like this that for them, I think it gets fans worried, it gets them annoyed, and it's they then start to question yeah. management, which I don't think is fair, realistically. But you know, it's only the second game, I think they'll pull some out of the bag, hopefully. But yeah, so I mean, that's it for League Two. Uh, League One, can um, I take this one? I mean, yeah, I was going to put Charlton's game against Doncaster in there. Um, regardless of the result, yeah, I've got a couple others as well. I've got, I've got, I've won one. Yes, yes, yes. yes. For, for all yeah. that was that. I that's kept a look at that game, and my lord, what a game that was! Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, Plymouth obviously started off. Uh, one second, let me just scroll down because if I remember this, game, yeah, Plymouth started sure. off in the 16th minute. Uh, scoring a goal, which in League One is actually quite late for a first goal. Um, and then two minutes later, ex Charlton player Joe Pegan equalised the 18th minute. And then it went all the way to half time about a goal, which having two goals so quickly, you would expect more. But Plymouth going 2 1 up. Obviously, Wimbledon then smacking back and going 3 2 up. Uh, and then 4 2 up. And then in the 76th and the 78th minute, uh, Plymouth getting a double and coming back to 4 all. I mean, once again, another one of those that's going to go unnoticed. But what a result! Mm, yeah. yeah, I mean, next one for me. Um, obviously, I want to talk about the Charlton Doncaster one, but I'll, I'll leave that for afterwards because I know uh, for, for the guys who are anywhere, obviously they were allowing um, they're starting to allow fans back into the stadium. Uh, Charlton's game against Doncaster was one of them, and I know Sam. Um, Obviously, my auntie and uncle, your mum and dad, you three got tickets, so you were able to go. So we'll t- we'll touch on that a little bit because I want to know what the what the what the ground was like. And obviously, I know you're used to having quite a few thousand, but then just to have a thousand in a big stadium like the Valley, let's not let's not distinguish what it is. You know, I've been to the Valley; it's a beautiful stadium, and you get twenty twenty seven thousand one hundred and eleven. And if you get even close to that in that stadium, you're lot behind it, and the away fans, you've got a cracking stadium. It's to me, I think it would be a better atmosphere going somewhere like that than. Going, I mean, I can't say the Etihad because they never fucking feel that. That's just, that's yeah, just stupid. Yeah, the old Etihad. You know, in places like that, Old Trafford, Anfield, in Tottenham's new stadium. You know, things like that, it doesn't think. The result for me, the more the shocker of the day, is Wigan losing to Gillingham. So, obviously, right. I think I think the momentum that Gillingham had, that Gillingham had took from beating us which ironically is quite funny. We played Josh Eccles against Gillingham. 24 hours later, they signed him on loan for the season. <laughs> so he plays against his, he plays against Gillingham. 24 hours later, Gillingham say, oh yeah, we're going to sign Josh Eccles off here for the season. Which is fine. I think that kind of stuff will do Eccles quite well. But for me, I think that's a very bad result for Wigan. I think it's a brilliant result for Gillingham, but I think for Wigan, that's, that's not good. Realistically, I don't yeah. think that's... I mean, 
Gillingham are known as a team to be tight at the back. Obviously, that wasn't the case yesterday, letting two in. Yeah. But once again, from Wigan, I mean, a lot of people will give them the fact that obviously they're troubled. That doesn't take it away from the fact they were in a Premier League, what, five years ago? Yeah. Maybe less than that. Um, and to be honest, it's a terrible result for them, the same as it was in game week one, uh, losing 2 0. And, and it's one of those where they're going to have to bounce back very, very, very quickly in terms of, I don't know whether they're in the next round of the cup. If they are, they need to win that game. If it's not next weekend, they need to win that game. Like yeah. it's, it's one of those where a team can get easily motivated, where you've played two games and there's still four teams in our league that have got zero points on the board after two games. Um, yeah. And, and they really need to start improving on that before it just ends up being a common, a common thing to be happening. I mean, for Wigan, their next game is on... Think... Go on, Louis. Sorry, mate. Go on. No, I was going to say, I don't think Wigan are in the cup anymore. Uh, no. Looking through the fixtures, I don't think that... Yeah. You're talking about Gillingham. Sorry. Are you talking no, about... no. Oh, okay. uh, Wigan. Yeah, they've got Stokes, they? Oh, yeah. Okay, Gillingham, yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah, yeah, Wigan, Wigan have got a cup game, but it's not the Carabao. It's the trophy. It's the EFL trophy. They've got uh, the yeah, under yeah. 21s on yeah. Tuesday. So, that, that'll be a battle. And as silly as it sounds... As irrelevant as that sounds, they need to win that game. Yeah, realistically. I mean, because. Go on, Sam. I mean, it's, it's one of those where, and I can say as a Cholton fan, last year especially, you have games where you go 10 games unbeaten, you get smacked by one team, and it will just be 10 games without a point. Yeah. And, and especially in League One, where those gaps don't form, where the league is tight from top to bottom. I'm pretty sure the, 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 the League One where we got promoted through the, through the playoffs, the distance between us and relegation was only about 15 points. Yeah. I mean, when you're getting Liverpool last year who topped the table by what? I, I don't even know. What to, what to it was say. like 20 points or something. It was ridiculous. You know, when there's that difference between first and second is, is a bigger difference between top and bottom in our league. Yeah. It kind of shows you that two losses on the trot really, really isn't what you want. No, I mean, going back to the whole Liverpool thing, I can't remember how many games they were unbeaten. I know they didn't, I can't remember if they just missed out or just tipped Arsenal's unbeaten 2003 uh, 2004 run. I'm, try, I'm trying to think, I'd have to nah, uh, look lost, into they lost. They lost three games, they lost against City, Arsenal, and Watford. Yeah, so they got 90, they got 99 points. Uh, so they didn't go unbeaten. No, so no, that's, yeah, that's that fine. Good. That that would have that I suppose that would have been bittersweet, really. I mean, yeah. I mean, the only game we've really got that isn't on today. Obviously, it's on today. Sorry, so it weren't in the fixture yesterday. Was Rochdale Portsmouth? I think Portsmouth. Realistically, just quick on that. I think Portsmouth are going to take it. I'm going to be realistic on that. I think. So. I think it's going to be. I think. I think Rochdale will get a goal, but I think realistically. Portsmouth are going to run away with it, realistically. I, I would say about four. A nil-nil draw on the first game for Portsmouth leaves a lot to be desired. Um, yeah. With Rochdale literally being on the brink of relegation for League One for about the last three seasons. Uh, yeah. 100%. It's, it's one where Portsmouth needs to take all three points. Yeah, exactly. So, one game we missed um, was Cholton Donny. So, and obviously I said a, a couple of minutes ago that we want to do uh, get a little bit of feedback on that from Sam. So, Sam? I mean, yeah. 
yeah, so the result, I'm just going to glaze over like a normal game. Uh, terrible performance from us, really, obviously. Going 3-0 down. Uh, first goal was sloppy. We gave the ball away. They broke away and just slotted it home with a player obstructing our goalkeeper. So he just left the side of the goal completely unmarked. Um, the second goal. The second goal was an own goal. Um, coming across the box to... To a player that was definitely going to put it in, our defender tried to clear it over the bar and just ended up putting it in the roof of the net. Uh, and then the third goal, our defenders just kind of sat off the ball uh, and, and, and let a thunder strike come in. Uh, it's been given the, the goal of the weekend, the EFL goal of the weekend. So, yeah. And then, Arsenal then our Academy third graduate. goal. Yes, he is an Arsenal Academy graduate that we wanted to sign, but our embargo <laughs> stopped it. So. Yeah. Hang on, sorry, slightly uh, going back. Know. Which goal was the goal EFL goal of the weekend? What Doncaster? Well, it's it's up for one of the yeah, it's it's up say, for one of the, the nominations. I was going to say because I tell you what, I haven't seen them. The other nominations best be about one goal that I'll talk about when we get to the championship. Um, and it's one of the cup goals actually, but yeah, go on. Sorry, mate, crack on. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, and then, and then, 67th minute, we scored a goal back. A great header um, from Connor Washington, who's now scored two in two. Obviously, scored in his debut last week, and, and has scored again yesterday. Um, and with with you know 25 minutes left, we hope that maybe we can get back into the game. But quickly, we just kind of drowned out. Um, so yeah, not great. But then again, bearing in mind our defensive line consisted of a left back that was third choice last season a centre-back that was fourth choice last season, another centre-back that's actually a defensive midfielder and a right-back that's only 17 years of age. Um, you know, there's not really much you can expect other than to concede that many goals. Um, obviously, McCauley, Von, our striker, came from Leighton Orient when they were in non-league a couple of years ago. So, again, not really something that you can... I mean, I know, he's a, he's a, from. I know he's attracting interest as well, isn't he, McCauley, Von? And to be honest with you, it's one of those where if the embargo gets lifted, he's one of those players, similar to Lyle Taylor, where I prefer the money to the player. Yeah, because then you can actually put it into like, some decent players to actually strengthen the squad. He's been, I think he's 800k they're offering for him. And to be honest, he's, we got him on a free and he's, oh, no, sorry, we got him for 200k and I, I'd say that he's probably worth about 500 now, to be honest. Um, I mean, even if you get him for 800, yeah, but, I think that's going to be a 600... I think that's proper six hundred that you could put in. Maybe steal a couple of players from League Two. Um, I know there's some good defensive, yeah. uh, defensive, um, good centre backs and some good right backs in League Two. So you might be able to snatch it. Snatch but a to be deal. honest, we can't do any of that until this embargo is lifted. No, no, no. Of course, which of is course. a long story that I can literally make a podcast on myself. Literally, we might do. For hours we might. We might do. We might do. Might we could do that point. as a bumper for anyone that cares. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are people yeah, that care. Focusing know. more... Yeah, true. Uh, I mean, focusing more on the actual day itself. Uh, one of the best days in the last six months. Obviously, a lot of people listening, my friends, obviously you both know, Cholton is a massive release for me. Um, it's, it's really good for my mental health, personally. Um, and not going for seven months, is, it's been difficult. But when I went back, it, it felt like it was we'd never left. Um, yeah, exactly. Obviously, with the social distancing, it was a bit different. Um, the the physical, I mean, this is just explaining for anyone that might want to know about how it works. So, we're all given different time allocations to arrive at the ground. Uh, they did cog that up a little bit, so they're looking to fix that for next week. But um, anywhere between one o'clock and two o'clock, we all turned up. Uh, it has to be face masks on at all times, which did surprise me. But you're allowed to take it off if you're eating or drinking. 
um, inside the physical stadium, so where the kiosks are. None of the kiosks are open because obviously the more employees they have there, the less fans they can have, which to me makes complete sense. Um, and, and we were allowed to bring stuff. It just had to be in a clear bag so that they could security check it quicker than normal. Yeah. Um, so obviously a lot of markings on the floor. You have to queue for the toilets. Hand sanitizer was everywhere. Get into your seats. They ask you to go directly to your seat and not to mix with other people. Um, for us, it was, it was every single row, it was a three seat. So there was a person, two or three seat gap, and then a person. So nice and distant. And, and I wore my mask just underneath my nose for most of it. And they were completely okay with that because obviously it was open air and we were distanced by it over a meter. So that was completely fine. With a thousand fans, like you said earlier, you'd expect it to be a bit less atmosphere. I think last season we had an average of about 12,000. Uh, the season before in League One, an average of about uh, anywhere between eight and 10,000. Um, and having a thousand people there, obviously it was noticeable. We, we only had a couple of sections of the stand that were filled, but the noise that we made as Perth and Charlton fans was very, very, very good. Um, obviously, you're asked not to stand up, but then that's not really needed because there's no one in front of you. So that, that was completely fine. And, and I, I feel like our fans did, a, did it very well in terms of going by the rules. And a lot of people were complaining, saying we didn't make enough noise. A lot of people are complaining, saying that it's not worth going back. They prefer to watch it on the telly. Sorry, pardon me. I promise you that if, if you are a football fan that goes to games, it's 100% worth going back. I mean, I don't know whether anyone's be able to hear. Wearing the face mask for me gives me a, a dry cough itself. But me shouting at the top of my voice with a face mask on, I literally couldn't speak yesterday when I got home. And I still sound like a 50-year-old smoker. So, yeah. I mean, it boils down to the fact, on, on a serious note, about quickly switching off on what you said, Sam, about people complaining. At the end of the day, for any any team, and I I know that full well, you know, Cobb fan, you know, I was in the same boat as you know as most League One and League Two teams. Six months we didn't play, you know, the, the, there was talk of we're going to play, we're not going to play, we're going to get promoted for points per game, you know, the season's just going to be null and void, you know, so all the hard work we put in into that point was just going to go down the path. And I think it's a case of if you truly support your team and you care and you love football and you love your team as much as you say you do, it doesn't matter how many fucking fans are in that stadium. If you've got a thousand people, if you're allowed a thousand tickets, you should have a thousand fans rushing to the fucking ticket office, rushing online, rushing on the phone to get them tickets. So yeah. my mind is, in an argument sense, and it's no disrespect to any other Charlton fan or any other football fan, period, if you truly care about football and you truly care about your club, you will do everything in your power to get the thing like I, I sound like a hypocrite because since Cobb ha went over to St Andrews I have been like many Cobb fans boycotted boycotted because I think this that we're, we're Coventry it's City a different scenario no no we're Coventry City we should be playing in Coventry if it's a case of Cobb owners and Wasp owners can't sit down and be adults and simply sort the shit out it's us that suffer now if results go the way you know, there's an opportunity at Christmas time maybe for Cov and Wasp to sit down and maybe agree a deal that in the new year we go back. And if that's the case, that's fine. But I'm now toying with my head whether or not to say, do you know what, I'm going to take the plunge and I'm going to go to, I'm going to, go to a game. I really fancy going to a game. I would I'll, suggest that you do. And I will go. I don't care if it's Birmingham. I've been to St Andrews. I went there when Cov played them. I know what the ground's like. It's a nice ground. Like I said, it would definitely be 
a different scenario. But I digress on that one. But like I said, it's it's good. It's not as well as, as much as the result isn't good for Charlton, it's good to the players to see. Fans. There's so much more going on with our football club at the moment that makes that result No, I know. You know, it's it, and it's a horrible situation. I mean, quickly touching up on the side point. Things are going from bad for worse for Macclesfield Town. Unfortunately, they're another Berry. Yeah. Um, they obviously they got relegated out of League Two into the League, and obviously now have become have now had the winding up order, and they basically don't have a they don't have a stadium. So with League One, we're done. Um, onto the Championship, obviously. Picked. There's a couple of games here that I think obviously one is going to be Cov. Um, if you guys are happy, I want to talk. I'm going to have a quick talk about Blackburn, Wickham, uh, Brentford, Huddersfield, and Norwich, Preston. That that one surprised me. So first one first. Yeah. City, Nottingham Forest. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, then, I'd like to. Yeah, kind of City, Nottingham yeah. Forest. Yeah, didn't didn't even realise that one. No, go, go with the Coventry game first. Oh mate, where to start? My God, my yeah, yeah Coventry my game. I mean, I watched it. I, I mean, I've, I've basically seen it and heard it twice, in a sense. I heard it on the radio at work on Friday whilst I was working. My God, my head, my ass was in my fucking head. Or my stomach was in my ass and my throat, everything like. <laughs> but they, I tell you what, on the side point, they made an interesting fact about that game. Do you know, it was nine minutes in game time, not real time, in game time from the point of QPR getting that penalty. Oh, no, sorry, getting the first goal. Um, I think it was a penalty. Uh, this is how bad it's been. Yeah, penalty. But realistically, yeah, I don't think it was a pen. They said it was, but it wasn't. But there's no, no point. Was. There's no point worrying about I don't it. I think it was. I mean, I felt so sorry for Fads because he came in the captain because obviously Liam Kelly got injured. So McFadden came in as captain, and I think I think he's he's a good vice captain. I think he, I think he managed the boys so well on Friday. I think he's fucking amazing. Um, Matty Godden just before the break, scored an absolute, scored a beauty actually, I'm not, not going to lie, Ryan Giles, I think for me, is a massive prospect. I, do I think he's going to be another Callum O'Hare for us? No, I think when he goes back, because I think we've got him from Wolves, because we had him last season as well, so we've got him on loan again this season. I think he'll do well yeah. for Wolves. I think he'll I think he'll cement his place in the Wolves squad. Um, so obviously went into the break at 1-1, uh, came back out and... Callum O'Hare, that that goal for me, I think that is that should definitely be a nomination for EFL goal of the week. That little flick, caught off his boot, to then blast it in. No, no way, no way can you get that. It wasn't. Else. It should have been. Yeah, I bet. It, yeah, and that, that annoys me because I think that is a serious contender. That is brilliant. I think Callum O'Hare is brilliant. I think the fact that we managed how well he did for us last season, and the fact that we got him because there was so much talk about him saying. Oh, he's doing brilliant for us. That's that's his call up to Villa. But he was like, no, no, I don't want to go to Villa. I don't want to go to Villa. And it was so, like we were talking, we were going to sign him, and then he went quiet. And for two weeks, like not just myself, like friends, work colleagues, the Kaufmans, we were sat there saying the same thing. Like, when are we going to fucking sign him? What's taking long? And then out of nowhere, obviously we've all seen the video circulating on social of the video when we got promoted, obviously him wearing the shirt that we won the league in. He's got his boombox mm-hmm. um, and the blue wig singing Pump It Up. Um, that, that song is actually on my phone in a couple of times. The lads at work have played it. So it's nice to see. But, you know, it's good to see. Obviously, we took the lead. Um, 
and then obviously we conceded to make it two all. Now at that point, I would have took that. I would have took a draw, considering yeah, the fact they beat Nottingham. That would have been a fair result as well. And the fact because they beat Nottingham Forest, and bearing in mind Nottingham Forest are one of quite a few playoff hopefuls this season, I think. Not anymore? No, no, <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. You know, to the fact that they beat Nottingham Forest was, I think, is good. But then, you know, the corners, like, and then when I was watching it uh, the Saturday morning with my son, um, just. The, the, the team that we have now, I think Robbins has cemented it, you know, and the, the corners that we're playing, you know, Gustavo Hamer, you know, um, like I said, Ryan Giles, um, Godden, O'Hare, just all, all the teams, like Morosi played blinders. Morosi was brilliant on Friday. Um, you know, I do, there is one thing, sorry, slightly going back to the Carabao. Um, our keeper is one of another academy prospects, Tom Bilson. He played, I saw the highlights, he played brilliantly. He's only unfortunate. That's the problem. Just unfortunate. Other than that, he did he did brilliantly. So, and obviously, Fadzine got the third goal, um, which is good. So, it's nice to see Cobb getting the first win in the championship. I know this sounds bad. I think our last result, our last win, was two, March 2012 against Hull City. In the championship, that was Cobb's last win. So, just, in, just over eight and a half years for a result. So, yeah, so Cobb City winning 3-2 against QPR. Um, I'd like to talk about the next one. Go on. Obviously, Nottingham Forest being Cholton Reject FC, as I like to call them. Uh, obviously, Lyle Taylor FC absolutely coming up short. He's made his uh, he's made his dream move to a team that likes putting him on the bench. I don't know whether it was because of an injury or whether their manager's gone loco. Uh, he came on in the 37th minute after they conceded. Obviously, they conceded to Cardiff in the third minute. And good goal it was as well. Lyle Taylor then came on in the 37th minute, had, you know, a half and a bit to prove his worth. Did absolutely fuck all. Um, obviously, after three minutes after he came on, Cardiff doubled their lead. 40th minute, Keith Moore getting the second goal. Uh, absolutely great signing, may I add, from Wigan. Um, and then, yeah, literally the whole of the second half, they just coasted, coasted, coasted. Uh, I, I watched most of it on my phone on the way to Cholton. And to be honest with you, it was your typical holding out for the win kind of game. Uh, and yeah, great result for Cardiff. Not in a forest bottom of the table. There's nothing else that you could ask for on a Christmas day. It seems like um, not in a forest they're missing Matty Cash quite a lot. Because I, I follow a, a fellow YouTuber who's a forest supporter. And uh, they really didn't want Matty Cash to go because he is one of their star players. Like, it, it, yeah, even though it's two games, even though it's two games in, and they've conceded four, they conceded four goals in the space of two games. It's not really good for them, considering they were they got just knocked out of the playoffs last year to Swansea on goal difference. It's not a good start to the I season mean, for them. You look at them around the other people that haven't picked up any points. Obviously, Sheffield Wednesday, great results for them. A draw and a win to start off their season. Now only on minus eight. But then you look, Wickham, zero points. Huddersfield, zero points. Barnsley, zero points. I mean, Derby's a bit of an exception, a bit like Nottingham Forest, who are both massively underperforming. But yeah, but yeah to me, they are woeful results. Yeah, um, and, I mean, Nottingham Forest need to change it around very, very quickly. Yeah, I mean, going on to the Wickham uh, zero points, especially after the result yesterday, it goes back to what I said about League Two: a five-nil thumping yeah. to Blackburn Rovers. 
I, 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 like I said, I, I, I don't think they're going to ever recover from this. I think this is just going to be a, a downward slope. I think the only points they may pick up in this is being realistic is against us. They might pick up a point. It may, may scrape a win. I think I think the uh, the years of relying on uh, Akin Fenwell are gone. Uh, you know, I, I like the guy. I yeah. think he's brilliant. He proves that the bigger guy can play professional football, and I think he's good. But he's getting on a bit now. He's in his mid to late thirties. I don't think his his way of I mean, playing. Darius Charles, soon. their centre back, who who I would say is quite a pivotal player. I think quite a few people have heard of. He got sent off. You know, it's one of those yeah. where you lose it four 0 at the time. Oh no, sorry, three 0 at the time. There's no point. There's no point in, in making tackles that are going to get you sent off. Um, and then obviously they went on to concede two more. And you're right, it's one of those where they seem to me very much, and after seeing some of the highlights from last year, you know, three goals down, give up. And, and in the championship, you physically cannot afford to do that. No. And, and if you do that, you, it's going to end up being like a, a derby in the Premier League a few years ago. You know, yeah. what was it, 11 points they got in total? I think yeah, it was. yeah, and I think I it's mean, the worst record ever. Ridiculous, yeah. but you can see that happening again this year. Yeah, I agree. See that happening because and it's a shame, really. Yeah. To I me, mean, they are in a league above where they should be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Brentford... I think it'll be, it'll be more damage... I'm sorry. It'll be more damage limitation for Wickham. Yeah. Like, not conceding many goals. Because they didn't, obviously, play the whole season out and they won the playoffs, it'll be getting a feel of what championship football is like and if they do go down then and if they if they go down to League One again and then they play a full season in League One I think that they'll go back up because they have the championship way of playing because they've yeah. played so many games in the championship and as you say Akinfem is getting on a bit so they might have to experiment around him to see how he go uh, how the team goes but is he actually in their squad anymore? Because he was yeah. commentating on, on their first game of the season. I think I think he's injured. So he is. I think he's injured, but yeah. he's still actually in the squad. Um, and this is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, You've, yeah. I think Wink, Wickham need to prepare for life after Akin Fenwell. Oh yeah, definitely. Because I've got a feeling if he puts in a shift at Wickham, I could see a, a low championship club maybe taking him on loan for a season maybe because obviously if he's if he's getting on and he's old they're not going to want to buy him I think realistically I think with Akin Fenwar I, I don't like I said I like the guy I think he's a brilliant 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 player I think for me his his style of football is suited to leagues one and two and it's not a disrespect I mean because he's a bigger guy he's not one of these he's not a He's not a speedy striker. He's not, he's not going to be... He's not nimble. Yeah, he's not Yeah, he's not light on his feet. He's your box-to-box striker. If you if you can put a ball into the box, he's your guy. He's there. But if you're expecting him... Okay, let's put it in a scenario, right? Say, say they're playing... I don't know. Say they're playing Barnsley. Barnsley have got a corner at their end. Akin Fenwar's in with the, the defence trying to get the ball out. Someone, someone from Wickham's midfield gets the ball. There's an opportunity for someone to sprint down the field and just take take on maybe a defender or two, and then the goalkeeper. Can can you rely on Akin Fenwell to do that? No, not no. a chance. He'd get halfway. He'd get halfway, and let's have it right. He'd have an heart attack. It's no disrespect to Akin Fenwell. It's not. It really isn't. I can't say that. I'm a bigger guy. So as a bigger guy, I know yeah, so running 60 yards down that pitch, that's no chance. Not a chance. The problem is with that. I haven't played myself. 
you know, I, I'm the same. I, I, I play as a striker and, and put the ball in the box, I'll finish it. But it's, it's one of those where you, you need in the Championship and the Premier League, you watch every single game, whether you're a centre-back, a goalkeeper or a striker, you know, you need pace. It's, it's oh, yeah. Every game yeah. requires pace. Yeah. And, that's and, why... and he hasn't quite got that. Yeah, I mean, as I when I grew up playing football, like I would, I would never. My two positions were defence or goalkeeper. Now, for a man of my size, I'm quite nimble in, in between the sticks. I can, I can actually keep like down. I surprise myself every time. I always end up bruised, but I can, I can do it. Whereas I always felt, I always felt more comfortable defence, either centre back or right back, because I'm right footed. So for me, because I'm a bigger guy, I'm more quite. I can, I can hold my own. I can hold a defence. I can hold that defensive line. But slightly, like I think I said, he's the one that breaks the mould. He's one of the very, very few short and big guys that, that played in an attacking mould. But the reason I think the reason why Ainsworth has him in the squad is look at his track record of teams he's been with and where they've gone: Wimbledon, Northampton, teams like that. He's got promoted Gillingham. Yeah, Gillingham. Like I, I remember back in the day when he got promoted with Wimbledon. As soon as that game had finished, he was an employed. He was just like he's like, oh, yeah. what's happening? You know that famous that famous video. He's like, oh yeah, call me up. Yeah. You know, and that's think... fair. Go on, go on. Well, to be fair, the only reason I think he's that popular is because of social media. Yeah. Because granted. if he if he didn't, because he appears on Soccer AM, Soccer Special. If he didn't appear on any of them, he'd just be a nobody. He would well, just be an average be in that Wickham squad. Yeah. yeah, and I think the reason he's in that Wickham squad is to bring uh, light to Wickham, so oh, yeah. they can get more supporters. Because people follow back in February, they get more yeah. supporters, and it, it's all like that. So yeah. I, I just don't think he'd be as regular in the team if no. he wasn't a big personality. Yeah, and I think it is as well as I think the other reason why he gained popularity is because he was the only striker or only player on FIFA when you were doing an uh, ultimate team that had a strength rating of 99. That was another yeah. reason why he was popular. And I think he got pissed and I think the whole world went into shock on the day they actually dropped his strength down to 96. He got mad. He got mad. You dropped three, you dropped three down, yeah. down from 99 to 96. You dropped, you dropped him three, so he got mad. Realistically, going back to it, I don't, I just, I could agree, and Sam said it, so I agree with Sam. I might be you, Lou, I can't remember. If you're not scoring goals, yeah, even if you lose, yeah, fair enough, you lose. But if you're not scoring goals, that's going to be a big problem. It's going to be a massive problem for morale for the team. Because what they conceded five against um, Blackburn. Um, One against Brentford last week. Yeah, so it's six again. So it's a South End story altogether. You know, let's just have a, let's have a quick look at their fixtures. They've got Swansea next Saturday at home, and that's an early kickoff. So that's that's going to be a struggle, you know. They've yeah. got then it's Luton, Millwall. But you Reading. say that though, like even us last year, looking at those fixtures, like obviously we ended up getting relegated. We looked at Luton as, as a three-point game. We looked at Blackburn as a one or a three-point game. Obviously taking six points from Blackburn last year. It's, yeah. But for them, every single team that you could name, even a Rotherham, a Coventry, uh, a Luton, a Barnsley. You can't see them getting a point. Yeah, I know. I mean, like I said, it might it might change over the months, but we'll have to see. So, um, Brentford, obviously, in a, in a, in a strange turn of events, enjoying life without Ollie Watkins, in a sense, you know, beating Huddersfield Town three 0 
not uh, it's not good for Huddersfield, is it really? You know, it's I think it's I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I think they're clinging too much on to the fact that we're a Premier League team. You know what I mean? I think it's they're, they're still trying to think. Oh yeah, we've got the potential to push back in the Premier League. You know, they lost. I mean, looking at the results, they lost one 0 to Rochford in the first round. Uh, Rochdale, sorry, I'm saying Rochford. Uh, Rochdale in the first round of the Carabao, which yeah, they wouldn't be bothered about, but still, that's not good. Lost their opening game to Norwich one 0 and then obviously have lost three 0 to Brentford. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Like I said, it's. I think it's too, it's too early. I think it's going to take some time to um, to get back. I mean, the shocker for me, but obviously it's good to see they're doing well, is Luton Derby. Luton beating Derby County 2 1. I, I think that's a cracking yeah, result I think this for Luton. Is a good one to finish on as well because Luton really are taking everyone by surprise. I think the manager has, has really done them a favour here, obviously, joined the top of the league at the moment. With Reading, another team that you wouldn't expect to be up there above people like Bournemouth and Norwich. Um, and obviously, you know. Three goals scored, one conceded isn't bad after yeah. two games, especially where they were last season. And yeah. by no stretch of, of, of the word do I think they'll get promoted. By no stretch do I think they will get into the playoffs. No. But finishing in the league rather than in the relegation spots, for me, is, is a positive for them. And I can definitely see that happening. Yeah. I mean, obviously saying about the Norwiches and the Bournemouths. I mean, to be fair, both Norwich and Bournemouth drew in their respective games. Bournemouth drew against Middlesbrough 1-1 and Norwich drew Preston 2-2. You know, and Watford mm-hmm. drew 0-0 with Sheffield Wednesday. So, if there's an opportunity to take a win, even just for a little bit, just get the taste of higher league, st- higher league status. I say go for it. I say run with it. Have fun. Just enjoy yourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not life or death. It's just, it's just a game of football. You know, obviously it's different for people like this. It's, it's life. But, you know, just enjoy it. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, with the championship, I, I don't see any more other games that have caught my eye, realistically. No, no. I mean, and I'd like to move on to the Premier League. I'm quite excited. Yeah, I want, I, I, and me, actually, because it's nice to actually bring a bit of flair. I mean, there aren't, I don't think there was many games, just I think it was about four or five. 21 or goals in four, four games. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Seven. for today's games, obviously, we'll... we'll We'll talk about them in a couple of weeks when Louis comes back. Um, you've got Southampton, yeah. uh, Tottenham, uh, Newcastle, Brighton, Chelsea, Liverpool. That bit of blind that will. And yeah. the first time, I don't understand why they put Chelsea, Liverpool in the middle rather than at the end, and they put Leicester Burnley. Well, Leicester Burnley's Leicester. on the telly. Well, Leicester Burnley's on BBC. Yeah, tonight. all three of them are. They're all, all four of them are on telly. Yeah, all four. Of them first are and last are on BT. Second and third are on Sky. Oh. And then tomorrow you've got Villa, Sheffield United at six, and then Wolves, Man City at quarter past eight. Yeah. So, yeah. Which so, one of them is actually being played on Amazon Prime? I think it might be Wolves, I think Villa, Sheffield United is on Prime. Oh, nice. Is it, is it... Yeah, because Leicester Burnley is on the BBC. I know that. And I think Tottenham, oh, Tottenham okay. Southampton, I think oh, Tottenham, okay. yeah, Tottenham, Southampton, BT Sport. Um, yeah, Newcastle, Brighton, and Chelsea, it's... Liverpool is Sky because that'll be you'll have the, that'll be oh, the sorry, next week. Yeah, ah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, do you next want... week is the uh, Palace Everton on yeah. uh, Prime. 
Oh, yeah. Right. I'll, we'll let you take the reins on this one, Louis, because it's going to be your forte, mate. Right. So we'll start off with probably the best uh, game of uh, yesterday, which was Everton West Brom. Uh, that finished 5 2 to Everton, which was uh, very surprising considering West Brom actually took the lead with uh, Grady Diangana, the uh, West Ham fans are fuming. Oh, yeah. West Ham and West Ham players, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, lovely goal uh, on the left foot, round the goalkeeper, bottom right corner. Not much you can really say. But uh, Calvert Lewin comes back with a. It was a questionable goal because there was a. Mm-hmm. a Offside, so originally it was yeah. disallowed, but uh, went to VAR and uh, uh, Richarlison didn't touch it, which allowed it to be on uh, allowed it to be onside. Then uh, Rodriguez gets the second goal before uh, half time, mm-hmm. uh, slots it in uh, top right, and then Kieran Gibbs gets himself sent off for something really stupid. He uh, just slaps Rodriguez in the face uh, for no apparent yeah. reason. Um, and it was which, a sending uh, off as well, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely a sending off. <laughs> Whole hand to the face. And then Slavan Bilic gets himself sent off because he goes up to the referee. Uh, that's where it sort of went downhill for West Brom uh, because Michael Keane then comes with a thumping header, I think it was. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Pereira scores yeah. first, uh, before that to make it 2 all. Uh, and it, uh, to be fair, I didn't really see much of the second half, but apparently it was a good goal. And then, and then it, it was just as soon as Michael Keane scored that goal, it was just a bit of a snowball effect. I think Calvert Lewin then goes on to score a hat trick, and yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of three team points. Yeah, convincing three points for Everton, who they're 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 top of the table with us. I know it's only after two games, but uh, the win against Tottenham probably has put them in good shape because it shows what Everton can do. And I'm actually quite scared to play against Everton this season because mm-hmm. they have a very good midfield and a good attack if they can keep them all fit. But uh, moving on to the next game, which was a very mixed game, uh, which was Leeds United versus Fulham and uh, Leeds coming out of that with, with the win. Yeah, 4-3. It was genuinely just a championship clash because... Mm-hmm. Uh, to be fair, not to Leeds, but for Fulham, they are going to struggle this year. Yeah, they've taken zero from obviously lo- losing against uh, Arsenal three 0 and then conceding four against Leeds. It's just see, uh, on the on the slight it, turnabout, obviously from yeah. last week. It's nice to see Leeds actually scoring four, but conceding three rather than yeah. the other way around of scoring three, conceding four. I mean, just looking, mm. just looking at the goal scorers, uh, Mitrovic. Uh, got two. Uh, Cordova Reed got one for Fulham. Yeah, yeah, yeah Costa, Cleek, mm. and Bamford for Leeds. And it's quite funny in the space two pens in the space of seven minutes. Mitrovic for Fulham in 34th, uh, and then Click in the 41st. Both of which were questionable. Wow. Wow. Mm. It'll probably be, I'm, to be fair, Leeds, Leeds fans won't be too. Disappointed in the last in uh, last week's result against Liverpool because yeah. they played a very good game, egging it back always to three all, two all, one all, and then only just losing four three. For a new for the champions of uh, the championship, 
contested champions of the Premier League and they are Champions League winners. It, massive credit to uh, Bielsa and the players because they did show heart and it's just a fact of they lost by one goal, which you'll see Liverpool will beat big top six teams by more than one goal. So, yeah. Then moving on to the third game, which is my favourite result, even though it's not my own team. It is uh, Palace yeah. 3, Man United 1. Uh, 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 I mean, they shambles in that game, though, really. They were shambolic. And I cannot... I am 100% Ole in. If he can stay in for the rest of the season, that would be great for every other team apart from United. Okay. Because... Man United have fallen to pieces. To be yeah. fair, the debutant, uh, Donny van der Beek, did score in the 80th minute, which was just consolation, considering Zaha scored five minutes later to make it 3-1. But the penalty situation that they got... Terrible. First of all, it probably wasn't a penalty. I don't think no. It did. No. I, so, I obviously struck the ball and it hit Lindelof's hand. So, VAR had a look at it said, yes, that's a penalty. Okay, VAR says it's a penalty. Not much more you can do about that. So, Ayu takes the penalty and misses. Or he's getting it gets saved. Terrible penalty. So, so, probably one of the worst penalties I've seen. Just rolls across the floor. The hair, probably one of the easiest saves of the night. But then, two minutes later, the whistle blows. And you can just see Olegan Solskjaer's face drop. Because the referee has given the penalty again. Because the hair was an inch or two off his line, which I don't get that rule. If I get the rule, but the fact that he was literally like an inch and a half off his line is ridiculous. The idea is yeah. that you're not allowed to be further forward because that gives you a competitive advantage because obviously you can, you can make yourself bigger. But having yeah. that half an inch to then retake a penalty where he could have dived to the left, got up and still got across the goal to save that penalty. Oh yeah, but definitely. For, for that to me is terrible. But, yeah. uh, so then Wilfred Zaha steps up for the penalty and it's it was a good penalty. And uh, so they obviously Man United have to bring on Van der Beek for Pogba. Scores a goal, 2-1. You're thinking United could nick a point here. Zaha's like, no, you tried to sign me. I'm not going to United. I'm going to take all three points for Palace. And it is a massive, massive win for Palace. Considering it's only United's first game of the season and they haven't not played for... It's not a good result. No, not a good result. Consider, and that is something United fans won't want to see because there'll be potential transfer targets all over the world looking at that scene. How are you losing at home 3-1 to a mid-table club? Even though there are no fans. And also, as yeah. a side point, how are you losing to a team like that? And how are you letting one of your previous academy players smash past you like that? Because you've got yeah. to think, you've got to think for all, all intents and purposes that this Wilfred Zaha was a Manchester United academy player. I mean, the joking thing yeah. is, I did see something floating about uh, this morning. Apparently, Patrice Evra said live on Sky, or I can't remember if it was on Sky yeah, or BT Sport, yeah, about uh, Wilfred Zaha dating uh, <laughs> David Moyes' daughter. I thought that's a bit. <laughs> that's a fair with David Moyes' daughter. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. And then, you know. But yeah. I mean, the last game really, um, obviously, I think is an absolute blinder. I think it's a brilliant score. Obviously, I know you're going to be happy about it, Louis. I think. Yeah. I, I mean, I saw the Lacazette goal and I thought it was absolute beauty. It was brilliant, brilliant play, play by play for Lacazette and Aubameyang. I think 
I think them two together, I think they do well and it's good to see, you know, that Arsenal have managed to, to get a bummy and to sign a new deal. Because I know there was that talk as oh, well. Yeah. So that's 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 good. It's good on a, a nice three years. A month I hope. of waiting. Yeah. I mean, it, but that's, it was a I think, month of waiting and it was oh, I mean, probably the worst month of my life. Probably oh, the worst month of my life. Because, that, Sam's had worse months, during that, Oh, yeah. Because during that period, you had Barca making offers, Inter Milan making offers, and you just sat there like, you know, you already know he's going to leave because he wants to be the highest paid player at the club. And because we're not getting rid of Ozil, we're losing nearly 700k in wages just on two players, which is ridiculous. So, yeah, good goal by Lacazette, good assist by Aubameyang. Uh, we wanted to go in 1 0 half time, uh, but Michael Antonio said no and uh, manages to score. A decent goal for West Ham, which probably gave them a lot of confidence, considering how they came out the second half. They were all over us. They were all over us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, we take off Lacazette uh, seven minutes later. Inketia scores, coming off the bench, which I am so glad about because he's a very good prospect. Him, Saka, and Maitland Niles. I am. I'd love to see play for England. They'd all be great because. Yeah. Maitland Niles obviously played against, I think it was Denmark or Iceland, one of the two, and he had a he had okay, he had an okay game, but he didn't really play that uh, much. But yeah, yeah, not much to say. Two one win for Arsenal wasn't the cup. It was a very ugly two one win. But even Arteta said, if uh, every all the fans are saying, if that was six six to eight months ago and we had Emery, we would have lost that game. One hundred percent. And even yeah. with the new defensive signings, Gabriel. I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to love to see him play. Oh, I think he is so yeah, he's holding, gave him enough grounds to play, didn't he? Yeah. 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 And with the little injury to Tierney, Kalasanac had to step in and he did okay. But uh, he's not the person we need in defence. Obviously, William Saliba wasn't there because he played in the under-23s game. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, all in all, a decent weekend for Arsenal. Uh, yeah. So, we yeah. are now sat Second uh, behind Everton, whilst wow, what a thought! What a thought <laughs> behind Everton, Tottenham, yeah. Whilst Tottenham sit 14th, United six, sit, sit 16th, uh, and Liverpool sit eighth. So, I'm sure you both know I've got a little bit of a soft spot for, for Spurs, so I hope they get a result for them. Yeah, I think I think you will. I mean, it's Sp- that spuds, I think it's nah, the um, spuds, hate them. I'm all right. I like Spurs. I've got, I've got a bit scum of, of the earth. Oh no, the scum of the earth is Aston Villa. Let's let's have it right. Let's, let's be serious. No. Ooh, the scum of the earth is Spurs. Oh, all the clubs hate Spurs. The scum of the earth is, is Chelsea. And just leave it there. Yeah. That's, oh yeah. That's, that's, that's a racist. So on that note, guys. You know, I, I hope they win today, though. Yeah. Yes, Fingers well. crossed. So on that note, guys, that's the episode this week. Um, I want to thank Louis for coming on. So thanks for coming on, mate. Um, obviously. Off no podcast. My pleasure. Right, off podcast. It's been decided once every two weeks. Who's going to come on? We're going to talk about the Premier League, fix it up for you guys and stuff. So give you something, you know, something a little different. Obviously, next week it'll just be me and Sam. Obviously, the week after that, obviously we'll come back on and we'll just run it on that rotation. So, anything for you guys to say before we go? I don't know. I just, 
thank you for having me on the podcast. It's been a very good experience. All right, right. Mate. you're welcome. Hopefully, to make it even better. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah, I mean, obviously. See, everyone can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Radio Public Breaker. We've now also been uh, approved by Google Podcasts as well, so you can always catch us on there, guys. But as I said last week, just you know, the the, the on, a, on a somber moment, obviously with COVID, obviously cases are rising at the minute. So just you know, yes, fans are being allowed back in football, but just please, guys, be careful. Just you know, just follow the rules. It's not that hard. You know, I know some people say, "Oh, it's wearing a face mask, this and the other," but it's wearing a face mask to basically keep you safe, keep others safe. And, you know, we don't want to be end up in lockdown. You know, we're just now being allowed to go back to football. You don't want to then have it. You know, someone goes to a football game and you think, "Yeah, I can start getting back into this," and then Bojo comes back on the telly and says, "Right, we're going back into another lockdown." You know, and that's all been taken yeah. away again. So that's all I say, guys. So. Other than that, guys, we'll see you all next week. Swish. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Thanks for listening to What The EFL Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you continue to listen. Subscribe. Give us five stars. Give us any feedback that we can help to improve. And we'll see you next week. Tune in.